Resurrection Sunday. The Lord is good. And he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. For our God is a consuming fire. Hallelujah. At this time, we'll ask if you will stand for our invocation and our scripture reading. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for, oh God, this Resurrection Sunday, this Easter Sunday. We celebrate you, oh God, that you went to Calvary Cross for all of our sins and shortcomings, Lord. But you rose, oh God, and we thank you. For you yet live, you live that in our soul, oh God. Now, Lord, right now, we actually bless the service. Look down on Pastor Gay, oh God, as he delivered the word, oh God. We invoke your presence, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, Lord we thank you for this day. Thank we thank you for all that you've done for us down through the years, oh Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we give praises unto your name, thank oh God. You, we glorify you. Yes, we say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, oh God, we pray. We give you all the glory and all the honor. We thank you, Father. Amen and amen. fourth chapter beginning at the first through the seventh verse and it reads now upon the first day of the week very early in the morning they came unto the sepulchre bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them and they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus Christ and it came to pass, as they were much perplexed, there about, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid, they bowed down their faces to the earth. They said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee. Hallelujah. Saying the Son of Man must be delivered unto the hands of the sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. May the Lord bless the hearers of his word. Amen. Amen. Lord, prepare me. Me to be a sanctuary. Right now. 
you can sing along with us. And with of faith, we believe the Bible to be the inspired and only infallible written word of God. We believe that there is one God internally existent in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We believe in the blessed hope, which is the rapture of the church of God, which is in Christ at his return. We believe that the only means of being cleansed from sin, hallelujah, is through repentance and faith in the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We believe in the regeneration by the Holy Ghost is absolutely essential for personal salvation. Yes. We believe in the redemptive work of Christ on the cross provides healing for the human body and answer to believe in prayer. We believe that the baptism of the Holy Ghost according to Acts 2 and 4 is given to believers who ask for it. We believe in the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit, but who's indwelling the believer is enabled to live a holy and separate life in this present world. Amen. To God be the glory. You Amen. may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This time, we'll have a selection by the praise and worship team. God bless you. Hallelujah. Wait a minute. He has a new one today. Come on, let's give God some praise in here. I don't see y'all clapping. I don't see anybody standing on their feet because Jesus is a risen Savior. He died on the cross for us so that we can have a chance. He knows we're going to slip. He knows we're going to fall. He knows we're going to sin, but yet he gave himself for us so that we can have a chance to be with him. Hallelujah. I can't be the only one up here rejoicing. Hallelujah. Hey, come on. We sing the praises to our king, for he is the king of kings. We sing the praises to our king, for he is the king. We sing the praises to our king, for he is the king of kings. We sing the praises to our king, for he is. Come on, praise and worship. We sing the praises to Ooh. our king, for he is the king of kings. We sing the praises to our king, for he is Say the king. Say it one more time. We sing the praises to yeah. our king, for yeah. he is the king, the king of kings. Go, go, go. 
precious son that we're celebrating. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. But Lord, he is worthy. Worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. I tell you, we're having a good time here worshiping the Lord. We have a church, y'all. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He reigns forever and evermore. As, as the first lady would say in her absence, welcome to the new flame church of God in Christ. We are a church and a place where the spirit of life and fire of God dwells. And we thank God. I'm here to welcome you and to let you know you are at home at the new flame church of God in Christ where everybody is somebody and where Jesus is Lord. We thank God on behalf of our pastor, Pastor Robert E. Gay Jr., hallelujah, who's doing a fine job. Amen. And first lady, Javita Wiley Gay, and all the saints of God, know that you're at home where you can let go and let God have his way. Hallelujah. You can praise God and give him all the glory and honor. We want to welcome you. Feel welcome and know that you are somebody in the Lord. Hallelujah. You are somebody in the Lord. We thank God for you taking a part in being with us on today to all our visitors by way of the media, to all our visitors here in the sanctuary. We welcome you and know that you are loved. God bless you. Amen. And as far as our thought for today, the thought is words that Jesus said on the cross. It is finished. Hallelujah. Woo. I felt that one, y'all. He paid the price. All excuses went to the cross. There are no excuses. Think about it. Just think about it. Think about it. It is finished. No excuses. Give your life totally to God, and he will take care of you. He will supply all your needs. Just have faith and trust him and believe because it is finished. We thank God for you. To God be the glory. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. Amen, amen, amen. It is indeed an honor for me to stand before you to introduce the pastor, the speaker, Hallelujah, the shepherd of this flock. We thank God for Elder Robert E. Gay. He loves the Lord. He loves people. He will go two miles for you. You ask him to go one, he'll go two or even three or four. But I'm proud to say he is my son. And he shows his mama, mother-in-law, somebody want to say, that he loves her. And I thank God for him. He loves his family. He loves his wife. My daughter, <laughs> he called her his, his sweet potato pie, so I went home and made him a sweet potato pie. <laughs> and he does, he does anything he can do to help people. He's a true father, and he gives attention to his children, I observe. Not only that, I'm going to tell you something else, he can cook too. Amen. <laughs> But I thank God for Pastor Gay. Hear you what the Lord has to say to you through him. He's sincere. So saints of God, get ready to hear what the Lord has to say to you. Following the selection, we will receive the man of God.
the Pastor Robert E. Gay, Jr. God bless you. Hallelujah. We are here to worship the Lord, for he is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm just waiting for it. How many of y'all are, are, uh, are glad to be here in the house of the Lord? It is so good to see you whenever you're ready. <laughs> Amen. We're here to worship the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I think of my daddy on the song. worship Christ our Savior let us worship Christ our Savior let us worship him let us worship him let us worship Christ worship Christ our Savior let us worship him let us worship him let us worship Christ our Lord and all the earth shall pray Savior's name, 
Yes, he's worthy. I worship Christ, the Lord. Let's worship the Lord together. Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord together. Let's worship the Lord together. For he's worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you know that the devil don't want you to worship him? That's right. Hallelujah. He don't want you to give God the praise. He don't want, to, he don't want you to even acknowledge that there is a God, but we know that there is a God who looks out for us. Amen. So while you're standing on your feet, let's give God a big hand clap of praise. Let our spirits cry out. Thank you, Jesus, for the things he has done. The things that he's going to do and the things that he's doing right now. Because we serve a good God. We serve a mighty God. Who is concerned about us. Who looks out for us. Who brought us here. Through all of the things that we've been through. God still was concerned about us. Come on, worship him. Worship him. Don't let nobody stop you from worshiping your God. Our God, a mighty God. He's a righteous God. He's a holy God. Don't let nothing and nobody stop you. The devil's been busy already, right, this morning, but it's okay. Look what God has done for us. It's just not me he's done something for. He's done it for you. He's done it for you. Hallelujah. Let's be a good God, a merciful God, Lord. God, how you brought us here once again, Father, Lord. Lord, that is not by happenstance, Father, Lord, but you have us here for a purpose, Lord, your purpose. And, Father, we ask that your purpose and your will be fulfilled on today, Lord. Lord, come into this place, Father, Lord. Touch, Lord. Somebody needs a touch from you on today, Father, Lord. Lord, somebody needs a word. Somebody needs to be healed. Somebody needs to be set free. And somebody needs to be delivered, Father. And we know that you have it, Lord. Lord, let them reach out to you in their hearts, Father, Lord. Let them clear their minds and let their focus and affections be set on things above and not beneath. Father, we thank you for the resurrection, Lord. We thank you for the only begotten Son. We thank you for the blood that is being applied right now for us. Father, you are amazing. You are great. And we do not take it for granted that you have us here on today. Lord, speak to our hearts on today, Father, Lord. Give us a word, Father. Fill us up. Fill us up, Father, Lord, that we may pour out. And, Lord, we just thank you right now for each and every family that's represented in this house, Lord. We thank you for every person who is watching, Lord, in their homes, Father, Lord. And, Lord, now we just ask that you'll continue to do it for us, Father. Lift us up, Lord. Keep us, Lord. And, Lord, we just say thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated right where you are. To God be the glory. It is Resurrection Sunday. Amen. Oh, y'all look beautiful out there. Amen. Look at you. I pray you in the comfort of your home, you are uh, not distracted, that you are able to get your worship on on today. I pray that you have been able to enjoy the minister, ministry of music and dance. But now is the time where we can shut down and really focus on what God has for us. Amen. This is the time where we should be crying out, God, fill me up. 
Let it overflow. I don't know about you, but the word of God is the one that we need. It is everything that we need, and we need it right now. Not another minute, not another second. We need it now. God is with us. He is for us. It's our God. We thank God for the children going to children's church and our children's church te teachers. Y'all continue to pray for their strength. Amen. As they pour into the children. It's amazing what God has done for each and every one of us. Today started off, I was pumped up and excited. I was just, we started on Friday night with Good Friday night service and the Lord filled us up there. And yesterday was a good day, had time to be a father. Amen. Uh, got my son playing football and I was able to coach a little bit and just unwind then I was able to spend some time with my wife after the football game and my girls was here in Farmville but I just thank God that I have time that God has given me time that he did it back then so I can have a little bit more time and so to God be the glory I want to say thank God for each and every one of you here thank God for our district missionary man let's give her a hand clap of praise amen Thank God for all the missionaries and the mothers of the church, our mother of the church. Amen. Come on, y'all. We can give honor where honor is due. These are people of God who are working and standing in the gap. Our mothers, our trustees, our deacons, the elders, the ministers, our musicians, choir and the praise dancers and the ushers. Everybody have a part. And I hope you felt greeted when you came through the door. I hope that the spirit of the Lord hit you right then so you didn't have to wait till you got in the sanctuary and you already felt that you were welcome. Amen. As you all know, I've never long. I just try to give it to you the way God give it to me. Amen. So in our programs, District Missionary read off the familiar chapter in Luke 24. Amen. She started at the fifth verse. I would ask that you would go to Luke 24 with me again. Amen. And we're going to read this in Luke. Where we find where they go and after they had put Jesus in the tomb, they go and two women, you all know them by name, they went and tried to go lay some, some memorial down. They wanted to just honor where they had laid their, the, the Messiah to rest. They wanted to just go and just be in the presence. Even though they felt that he wasn't there, some of you understand what I'm talking about. Sometimes just being in the area in the presence of where some loved ones have been laid to rest can change a little bit of perspective. But that's not where I'm going on today. God is not leading me that way. But I felt there was a need to just express that sentiment that sometimes it's okay to just go down and remember people who have blessed you in your life. Not only when they are gone, but you can do it while they're alive. Amen. And so I'm going to read in Luke 24. And I'm going to just go into the first chapter. And it says, now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came into the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not the body of 
the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout. Behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? Amen. Amen. I'm going to pause because I read the scripture, but uh, y'all know I, I will never forget my, my beautiful wife. Y'all see how we just come in. Never forget the living. My wife is living. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> I want to say God bless her. Amen. I love her with all my heart. Uh, me and her been together since I was 18 years old. I'm not going to tell y'all my age because somebody told me I don't look my age, so I'm never going to tell it. Some of you all know it. Some of you be celebrating with me, but it's okay. Those out there, if you don't know it, hey, I'm a young man. I love the Lord. He's keeping me healthy. But I've been with her for a long time. Amen. Let's just say it like that. So I want to say God bless her in her absence. That God, y'all continue to pray for her strength. Amen. God is good. She is okay. But we, we, have to, we have to make sure in this pandemic that she's going to be okay, okay. Amen. We're going to make sure she's going to be 100% good. And so God bless her. I love you, sweetheart. I know you're watching. Thank you. Love you. Mwah. Mwah. All the love. All the love. Amen. Thank y'all for clapping. That meant a lot to me right there. But let's go back into this fifth verse. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? If I can put a pen right there and give you my topic, the question would be, are you living in the tomb? Are you living in the tomb? I know y'all wondering, Pastor, where are we going with this? Are you living in the tomb? The tomb was designed to place a resting place, right? Where you can close in, it can be shut off, and that's where you put the what? The dead. Now, I ask you a question. Are you living in the tomb? When somebody looks for you, are they looking for you among the dead or are they looking for you among the living? Uh, if I could just go a little farther and district missionary could be a witness to this. Ain't too many notes there. Amen. I know she will. What he going to preach on? She back there wondering right now. But I tell you what, the way God give it to me, I'm going to give it to you. We have gotten to a place that some of us have got comfortable Living in the tomb. Oh, y'all didn't get that. Y'all ain't get that. Some of y'all out there, I'm not me. It's not me. Oh, I'm living. I'm living the way God tells me to live. It. I'm living bright and shining. Amen. But some of us are not. Some of us are living in some dead places. Some of us have been comfortable living in the tomb. Some of us made some comfortable beds among the dead. Y'all didn't get where I'm going in here. This might excite you a little bit. If you've ever been in a dark place, then you know what I'm talking about. That you accept things that you should not accept. You make it to where it is comfortable for you, even though you know it's not where you should be. Amen? Jesus knew no matter where they put him, it wasn't going to matter because that's not where he was going to be. 
Oh, y'all to understand when we talk about the resurrection, we want to talk about the miracle, but we need to get to the message. Amen. Yes, it was a miracle, but the message was no matter where you put me, no matter who steps on me, no matter who walks on me, no matter who tries to kill me, wherever you thought you was going to bury me, I'm going to get up and I'm going to get up out of that situation. I'm going to get up out of that thing that's got me locked into a tomb. I'm not going to be comfortable where you think you can bury me. I'm not going to get comfortable where you think you can drag me down the road and lock me up. I will not stay there because, why? My Jesus rose in the resurrection. Y'all not getting I'm walking this thing down for you because you say, well, Jesus is Jesus and I'm just me. No, you're not understanding how this works. Go to Romans 8 with me. Man, I'm already halfway through my message. That tomb is something that's very dangerous because you will get comfortable. He stayed there for three days. Do you think he had to stay there for three days if he really didn't want to? No, he didn't. He didn't even have to go to the cross if he didn't want to. But he did it willingly. But can you imagine how many people, let me help you relate this, how many people in your life tried to kill you? Tried to put you into a tomb, into a place. They have marked you for death. They have marked you that you're going to be nobody. Is anybody got a witness out there? Do I have a witness to understand that people had counted you out? All you was doing was trying to do the best you can, and they still just tried to put you in the tomb. All you were trying to do, e even when Jesus was doing the miracles, and, I, and God hit me with this and said, well, a lot of the things, he said, it's not my time. But because he loved people, he ended up doing it, and look what happened. They talked about him. Sometimes you're going to have to be required to do some things that if people are not going to like, it's going to be contrary. And, and yes, they're going to run you down. And yes, they're going to talk about you because what? You don't do what everybody else do. You don't act the way everybody else act. Oh, you think you, I don't think I'm better. I think I'm blessed. And I think that I have a relationship with God and don't act like I'm not acting like I'm better. I'm just being who God called me to be. That's all Jesus did. He just was doing what God called him to do. And it made them stand out. Do you know that if you do what God called you to do, you will stand out? But there is a cost. There's a cost for being different. I don't want the young kids to understand. I don't want them to get confused and say that, oh, being different is wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. It's going to help you to stand out. But there will be some things. Come on, all the saints. There will be some things that they will face because they want to be different. They will be ostracized. They will be talked about. They will be pointed at, oh, you just a church girl. Be a church girl. You just a church boy. Be a church boy. Do what God called you to do because when trials come, when they come to kill you, you won't worry because you won't stay in that place. You can't remain in that place. You don't. We, why look for the living amongst the dead. Come on, somebody. We too, be, too busy worried about us going down. And what we don't have is dark. I ain't got this. I was young with issues. I was young with problems. But you know what? God showed me what death looks like. Premature death. Because I was at that place where they was, the world was putting me into a tomb. And I was accepting it. I, I, it even became a part of my personality. 
I'm never going to be nobody. I'm never going to be nothing. I'm a, I ain't going to college. I ain't going to school. I might as well do this. I might as well do that. And I let that thing get to me. And then it almost became that that was a part of my life, that I'm supposed to be the, the, the nobody. I'm supposed to be the person who nobody can count on, that they always count out, or you can't trust Rob, or you can't be able to be around Rob because he don't have a good personality, he don't have good characteristics, and he's not showing his things. I've been down that road before. They tried to put me in the tomb with their words. Nobody would ever put their hands on me. Don't get it twisted now. I was, too, I, I was there. <laughs> but they tried to kill me with their words. They tried to kill me with who they thought I was. They tried to kill me and always tried to trip me up when I said, no, I'm not that person you're trying to paint me as. Yes, you are. Didn't Jesus tell them, like, you know who I am? But then they tried to make it seem like he wasn't the Savior. They tried to make it seem like, oh, all this, you're going against everything that we got going on. But if they only knew, if they only really knew that who you were, they wouldn't even try you. They wouldn't even bother you. They wouldn't put their mouth on you, but they don't know. Some of the reasons why they don't know is because they see you being comfortable in the tomb. You have made your bed in the tomb. You got your children living in the tomb. You birthing kids in the tomb. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You birthing them into a lifestyle of death instead of life. I'm preaching right now. Y'all ain't got to get wet with me. But it's okay because I feel it in my spirit that in our homes we have to get out of the tomb. Those things that's killing you and you don't even know it. The, the things that you're doing that's passing on to your kids, you better cut it out. You better cut it out. I say it, you're smoking, you're drinking, you're cussing, you're watching all kinds of filth, you think that they're not absorbing it, you think that all you're doing is building them a tomb. Who wants to kill their children? Who want to kill their brother? Who want to kill their sister? Who want to kill their neighbor? Keep on living in the tomb. I ask you again, are you living in the tomb? I'm getting somewhere with this. I apparently ain't going nowhere yet, but I'm getting somewhere. Y'all don't understand. And it's not because you, you ain't got to be all the way there. We understand. But you ain't even trying. You ain't even trying to get light inside the tomb. You ain't even trying to bring light into your home. You ain't even trying. You ain't even trying to tell your, to, to, you at home with some. If you got somebody in your life and you at home right now, tag them into the message. Try. Don't just try to get, be comfortable where you are. I'm, I'm going to get to my Christians now. I'm going to get to my believers. Don't worry. We're going to get here because it's a responsibility that we have. Amen. Let's get to Romans 8, 11 and 18. And it reads, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. Oh, that's it right there. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that, what, dwelleth in you. Do you not see the connection there? That we can't only think that Jesus was the only one that could get out of a situation even after they thought that it was over. We have the same spirit within us. 
I'm not telling you something that I'm making up. It's right here in Romans 8 and 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. Now, the, the thing is, it says, but if, if the spirit of what? The, see, if you have to have the right spirit. If that spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies. Your mortal bodies. Do y'all know what mortal mean? That means he can quicken you right now. The same resurrection that happened with Jesus to the point that it was a miracle. There's a message in it because it is for us right now. Stop living in the tomb. You're still mortal. You're still in your body. Stop playing around in the devil's playground. Stop playing around in the dark. All you presenting is a picture like life is good. Life ain't good in the tomb. What you, what you, what you, 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 can you get some flowers in the tomb? Huh? You, you so comfortable, you done learned how to operate in the dark. You done learned how to maneuver in the dark. Then when you come blind leading the blind in the tomb. None of, none of y'all can see. Nobody can see nothing. Follow me. I'm going the right way. Follow me. I'm, I promise you, if you, if you roll with me today, you know how many people didn't die rolling with somebody that's blind? You know how many people have lost their life because somebody told them, let's go over here and let's do this? And I ain't even talking about death. I'm talking about just losing your life, losing your rights. I'm talking to the young people now. You know how many people say, yeah, you can do, you can trust me. Hold this for me. Ride with me and you know, I know you what you do. Then when you get pulled over, it ain't mine. It's too late. It's yours. I'm talking to the natural right now. It's too late when you're out there and you get caught out there. Then you begging, right? So when you sit in front of jail, who you calling for then? Somebody with some light. You call it, can you help me? Well, I, we, we were here all the time. <laughs> Did you talk to us before you decided to do this? Did you even consider that there's another way? Did you say, no, I'm not going with you today? No, I'm not hanging out? No, I'm not going out tonight? You can find yourself in a dark place quickly by not hearing what God has for you. Not being able to see it and recognizing it because of the dark. It should be the same spirit. The problem is we aren't asking God to fill us with his spirit. We got our own spirit. We got our own things that we want, right? We got our own things we want to do instead of asking God to fill us with the right spirit. Because if you do that, when a situation comes or people come to kill you, then that same spirit that rose Jesus up, it will rise you out of that situation. It will carry you out of it. It don't have to be three days and four days or 30 days or 30 years. Some of you have been living in the tomb for 30 years and don't even know it. The funny thing is, while you're in the tomb, you don't realize that you're not stuck in the tomb because the rock has already been rolled away. You just ain't finding the right exit strategy. You just ain't finding the way where you want to go. No worries. Amen. You just don't understand it. You, because you don't have the right spirit. I'm going to get you here. We started at the 11th, and then it says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh 
to live after the flesh. That's what I just spoke about. Stop living after your own desires, your own wants. We all want certain things, but is it good for us? It might be good to you, but it's not good for you. Y'all understand. Y'all get what I'm saying? I said it before, and I'll say it again boldly in front of everybody. Do I think sin feel good? Uh, y'all can sit here and act like it don't for a moment. Y'all laughing for a moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, getting your little kicks off. It's for a moment. Feel real good. Feel real good to do what you're going to do for those few minutes. Then afterwards, every time, every time, can't nobody in here tell me afterwards, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have. Too late. Too late. Well, God forgive me. That's what we do. God forgive me. We close our eyes. And some, uh, sometimes it gets so bad, we, get, we be on that knee for, for four hours. Lord, please, Lord. We done took showers. We done went and, Lord, I promise I'll never do it again. You in the tomb. You're going to do it again. Because you don't have the right spirit in the first place. We, were, we are in the flesh. We are debtors, not to the flesh, but we are, we are giving the enemy our lives. Huh, huh, devil, take a little portion. <laughs> I got a little more. Take a little bit of my righteousness. Take a little bit of my virtue. Take a little bit away of my, my, my humanity. Because that's what he wants to take. He wants us to be barbarians, just devouring and doing whatever we want to do with no restraint. He wants us to say what we want to say with no, the tongue is dangerous. We get to the 12th verse. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. We're not to live after this thing. It is hard. It is hard to not do rob. Notice how I say Pastor Rob. Because <laughs> Pastor Rob is easy for me. Doing rob will sometimes come across in my mind. See? Just the other day, I'm in Walmart. In the Walmart parking lot. First lady was in, in there. I'm meeting her. Janae had an eye doctor's appointment. Going there. I got to pick up some stuff. All right? So I got to get some glasses. I got everything else. They say you can park right here if you got the little, you know what I mean, the appointments or whatever. This guy across the thing. He said, hey, buddy. He rolls down the window. After I walk out with my little bag, I got the stuff for the wife. Hey, buddy, you know you can't park right there, right? I said, I can't? I said, what you mean? He said, it's, this is for people who are waiting. You're supposed to call the number. I said, I, didn't, I, I got other stuff I'm taking care of. I don't have to wait, but this is, you got it? He looks at me. I said, you know what? Just mind your business, <laughs> right? I had to tell him that because he was, I told him. I said, mind your business. Did I do anything wrong? All right. So I'm going to tell you where we almost got the lines crossed here. Well, you illiterate. All right, you right. <laughs> mind your business. <laughs> if I'm illiterate, then you mind your business then because uh, you don't know what illiterate really means in the context where I come from. But this is what the enemy tries to do. He tried to make us get into our flesh. And I got in there and it made me so mad. I, I just, you know what, I'm going to walk away. I said, sir. Please, <laughs> mind your business. And at that point, that would pass around with fading over the rob. <laughs> and two hands was about to come up and be like, 
you know, I got some soldier being, we, what we supposed to do when we need, we, we need the enemy to stop, we just supposed to put up our hand, right? We just supposed to be like, that's universal. That's universal. Y'all know this is universal. Stop, right? Universal. This is wrong nationally. This is around the world. Stop. Please. <laughs> You're getting too close. He was sitting in his truck, but I just felt like he was just in too close. Too many things going on. But we can easily get in the flesh. We can easily be deceived and tricked. And, and, and out here, but the word of God tells us that we're not deftest to this thing. It was trying to draw me back in, even though I know that the flesh ain't where I reside right now. He had me up. And I, and I try to say he bothered my spirit, but he really bothered my flesh. The spirit had me to be able to, because the spirit that I have, and this is what I had to start telling myself. It's not your spirit that's bothered. It's your flesh that's bothered. Because the spirit that I have is the spirit of who? My father. So it was my flesh. So I got to stop living by the flesh. You're not. Stop tying yourself with your flesh and get into the spirit. The spirit in which God want to see you operate in excellence, in, in peace, in joy. No, every day is not going to be peachy creamy. But I promise you, if you keep walking in the spirit and not by the flesh, you're going to get somewhere. And it's going to feel good when you get there because you don't have any regrets. You don't have to look nobody in the eye and say, I did this to you. Nobody can point the finger and say, he did this, she did that. No, because you're walking by the Spirit. And I promise you the Spirit of God will not offend. It will not hurt. It will not destroy. It will not ruin relationships. It won't cause you to miss out. But you got to start walking by the Spirit. 13 verse, for if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. I just said it. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit. So don't you know you're never alone? It is watching. The spirit is watching our spirit and how we handle things and how we treat people and how we talk about people. It is watching us and it wants to be on one accord with us. Said the spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God. And this is where we talking about resurrection. And I'm coming to a close where we are and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Understand to make this plain to you that just the way he rose from a situation, you can rise from it. Just, I said a situation. I didn't even say it was the end all because it was just a situation he went through, but he did it for us. The same way he got up out that tomb is the same way you can get out of your tomb. Same way you can walk out, you can get out of it, and you can say, I know who I belong to. You don't have to ascend to heaven to be heavenly, to be holy. You can live it. You can walk it, you can talk it, but you first got to get out of the darkness. You first got to get out of that thing that's got you trapped and lost and thinking that life is sweet. But every time you turn around, you are always turned around. You don't understand what issues come. 
Because you're not walking in the spirit. You're not being the joint heir. You're not, uh, you're not seeing the value of what the resurrection was. Yes, it was a miracle, but it was a message for us, the believers. For us, that we can do it God's way. Mm. I don't have to live in filth. I don't have to live in mess. I always say this, and this is one of my sayings for us. It's okay to be a good person. It's okay to be good, but you need to be godly. Says it right here. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God. I don't expect my son to go out here and, and stop claiming me. Not the way I take care of him. If I wasn't present, then, I, then, then he can say what he can do it. He would do it. Some of y'all doing it to God and he's very present in your life right now. Some of y'all don't even acknowledge him until Sunday. Some of you don't get with him until you feel like there's a problem. Then we acting like he's not present. We are joint heirs. We have just the way Jesus had to go through it. Some of us do have to go through it. Some of us do have to go through the trials situation. Some of us, some big, some small. But we all got to go through it. But it's a part of what he has for us. And heirs don't mean when we die. An heir means when somebody else die. Y'all get this? Y'all get, get where I'm going? When somebody else dies, then you become an heir. Have you all not inherited something in here? Right? You inherited the part where you can come to God and say, God, thank you for already providing that. Wow. Y'all didn't catch that. Thank you for already being there. Thank you for leaving everything that, 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 that I needed. Thank you for leaving it for me. Y'all understand when he leaves you, he died so he can make us heirs. Heirs to what, pastor? Whatever it is you need. It is not specific. It does not have a dollar amount on there. It does not have a value. It is not about do I go to this hospital or that hospital. You are heir to everything that you need. If you need health, you can get good health. If you need finances, you can get good finances. If you need better relationships, you can find better relationships because he already has it for us. I'm going to close on this note. I'm a movie buff. I tell everybody all the time, right? I, I try to watch every movie I can. It's just my way of escape. I, I, I got a couple movies I want to write in here, and I'm just, you know, to God be the glory, I'm just getting too old for that. But that was one of my dreams at one time. I'll be writing some stuff, but God placed some stuff in me, and I was watching this movie. It's called The Tomb Raider, right? They got games out, so the kids would know the games. But then the movie is called Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, this lady with a specific set of skills, right? She had the ability to find lost things in tombs. Oh, y'all get where I'm going here, right? She had the skill set. She was trained to see traps and other things, and she can maneuver them, and she can get into a cave. Let me, oh, oh no, hold on. That's for the younger generation. For my, for my, for my, my generation people. Indiana Jones type skills. Y'all got that? Oh, I knew y'all was going to get that one. I say Indy, everybody Indy. Y'all remember that hat and the whip. So 
Indy, and then this, this Laura Croft was in Tomb Raider, and, and we, we had Indiana Jones. So you had a male version, which was Indiana Jones, then you had a female version, which was Laura Croft. But these are movies, so don't judge me. I'm a movie buff. Uh, so I'm watching it, and they're going in these places, which are called tombs, where they are finding lost artifacts that have value beyond measure. Going in and bringing them out of the tomb. Saints, friends, family out there, we have a responsibility to be tomb raiders. We have to be some Indiana Jones. There is some lost people that have value that's stuck in the tomb. And God has given us a specific skill set to go and find them, maneuver all the traps that's set. And so to keep them locked in that tomb, we can maneuver it and we can go and find them and pull them out and show them how much value they really have. I'm talking about spiritual People. I'm talking about the people of God who have been lost or hurt and now they need to come back to God and get out of the tomb. Us who are equipped with the same spirit that Jesus had, we have the everything that we need to go and get them. We are equipped to go pull these people out of darkness and bring them to the marvelous light. You want to know why we equipped? Because way back on Calvary, way back on Calvary, he shed something called the blood that we apply to our lives right now that they have necessarily not applied. And something that was in us and the experiences that we have and experiences that we have been shaped through have given us the ability to see that that's a trap. That's a trap. I don't know about you, but New Flame, we got to go and be some tomb raiders. We got to go and snatch these people out the tomb. The rock is, our job is made easy because the rock has already been rolled away. Whatever barrier that was there is no longer there because when we come to go and get them, we can see everything the enemy has got them trapped with. We can speak to the spirits that's holding them down because the spirit in us is greater than the spirit in them. Y'all don't understand what I'm saying. I'm talking about somebody who's dealing with depression. If you've dealt with depression and you got through it, you better start talking to somebody. If you had a drug addiction, don't be ashamed of it. If you're no longer on drugs, then you need to go and help somebody else get off drugs. That's what I mean by being a Tomb Raider. If you've been through broken marriages, broken relationships, Open your mouth. Stop being ashamed of what God has done for you. We got to pull people out of darkness. We got to pull them out these tombs. We can't keep letting them live and be comfortable in the tomb. I ask you again. Are you living in the tomb? Are you living in the tomb? Don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable thinking that it's okay, that life is going to be okay. I can be separate from God and live a good life. Yeah, you can. It's going to be good for a moment. But your soul is required somewhere. And all the goodness that you do, if you are faced with something, how easy is it to revert to this? 
How easy is it to slip by when you don't have the right spirit and you've just been operating off of your flesh? Not saying you've been bad, not saying you've been doing anything wrong, but I promise you something's going to come to knock you off. And when it does, what do you have to hold on to? Where are you anchored? The older generation, you say, where your soul has to be anchored somewhere. To these young ones, they need to understand that their lives, that's their soul. The life that they're living has to have a foundation. It's got to have a beginning. And if your beginning is just you, if you left to you, then that's what you're going to have in the end. It's just you. Your spirit ain't going to be able to, to recognize even when somebody's coming to help you. Have you ever seen that where somebody don't even recognize? Because all I ain't doing, it ain't about what you're doing. It ain't about what you're doing, I ain't doing. It's about what God wants you to do. Are you doing what God called you to do? New Flame, I don't know about you, but I, I don't want anybody that's afraid to get going in these tombs with me. Those two women walked down there. And they was going. Now, they could have been, at the time, they could have been persecuted. They could have been, they could have, they could have said, oh, so you, you, you want some too? <laughs> right? Oh, you follow them? Okay. Then you one of them. Right? So we got to risk it to go and get these people. Don't worry about what people are going to talk about you. Don't worry about what they're going to say about you. How hard is it to send somebody a, 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 I'm praying for you? Call me if you need me. This is what I'm talking. It's the simple things that we're missing out on. That this is what Jesus did when he said, I'm going to rise and I'm going to come back. He could have went on and ascended to heaven. But what did he do? He walked and talked. He allowed them to get some understanding. That's all somebody need out there. It's just a gentle conversation. To say that God loves you. That he died for you. Not just for me. I know you see me living okay. But it's only because of the grace of God. If you really knew what I've been through to get here. Then you would want to know the God that I serve. We can no longer just be good people. We have to have the spirit of God dwelling in us. If you don't have God for yourself. I suggest you get to a place where you can get on your knees and talk to God. We can do it in here, but a lot of times it's restrained. It's restricted because people are ashamed. I'm telling you right now, he was beaten. You know how much shame that is to be able to, to, know, to know that you have done nothing wrong and somebody treats you like that publicly displays your life publicly runs you down physically hurts you makes a mockery of who you are in the end put a crown of thorns on do you know how shame do you know how much shame he went through just for us but we supposed to be joined heirs and we don't want to face the same shame We got to get beyond ourselves. We got to move our own ambitions and our own desires. And we got to say, God, thank you for going on that cross.
Allow me to pick up my cross with you, God. Allow me to take every step that you took. Let my life, no matter if they condemn me, no matter if they shame me, no matter if they beat me, no matter if they treat me, mistreat me, it don't matter. Because the only thing I want to be is that joint there. Only thing I desire is to have the same spirit. I started this message off and asked you a question. Are you living in the tomb? I pray that this message has allowed you to see that there is no boundaries that can hold you. There's nothing that can chain you. See, we be talking about break the chain, break this, break that. It's already been broken, but you got to realize that who the sun set free is not might be free, not halfway free, but free indeed. Your life is not tied to your mistakes. Your life is not tied to your past. Your life is not tied to what you have persecuted yourself with. You can be free right now. How many of you want to be free in the house? How many out there want to be free? I'm going to tell you all you got to do is tell God, free me, God. I realize that it was by you that I've already had it, but free my mind, God. Free my heart, God. It's the things that I know that I have done that I don't feel worthy, but it doesn't matter what you have done. He doesn't care if you, are, you think you're worthy. You are worthy. But you got to get the spirit. Don't let your past, don't let people, don't let anything, nothing, what shall separate us? Resurrection was a miracle that we celebrate. But it's more than a miracle, it's a message. You can be free. Because you already are. Stop living in the tomb. Stop making your bed comfortable in darkness. Come to the light. Jesus is the light of the world. We, these are simple scriptures that we've known since we were kids, but we do not apply them. Jesus is the light of the world. He was sent for us so we could be joint heirs with him. I don't know about you, but I want everything God has for me in this season. I want everything that he has while I'm living on this earth. If you are prepared and if you're there, let's go out and snatch some of these people out of darkness. Let's bring them back. They don't have to necessarily come to church. But the only, some, some, sometimes the only God people will see is you. This building is just a building. You are the church. Be who God calls you to be. Don't be in darkness. Because if people see you living like less, they're going to think it's okay. Break the, break the yoke. Break the generational curses that's in your life. I know y'all feel them. I know y'all see them. I know, you, I know you know what's happening. But you don't have to be controlled by that. Because God did it for us. The blood of Jesus, the resurrection, 
it's, it's for us now. It applies to our lives now. Be free. Be free, my brothers and sisters. Be free. Don't just look at other people being free. Don't just say it's way out for me. Be free right now, today. Do it today. You can do it. Stand to your feet with me. These messages that God gave me, they, believe me, they hit me just as much. And I pray today that you got what you needed on today, that God spoke to your spirit on today, that you can witness in your life. If you think back and you look at where you have come from, that you can see the hand of God in your life. No matter how old or young you are, the accidents that was turned away, the danger that you've been in, even as a young person, who do you think allowed you to get here? It won't you. I couldn't save myself in certain situations, but God saved me. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you face and you act like you, you don't even exist, God had to point and shine his life on me and say, Rob, no, you are somebody. It doesn't matter your external environment, but God will touch you right where you are. And he will show you that you are somebody. That this world is better with you than without you. That the world needs you. Somebody needs you to be who God called you to be. Do you think the devil want to see you be who God called you to be? He didn't even want it for Jesus. So why do you think he's going to want it for you? You have to run for your life. Run out of that darkness and run to the light. Raise your hands in this sanctuary. What I, I desire from you is whatever weight that's in your life right now. Can't really raise. Whatever weight that's holding you down, that's guiding you to a place that you are confused and things don't add up and you're trying to figure out what this thing is all about. The thing that has you pondering is this the way to go put that stuff in your hands close your eyes and just just imagine it being in your hands right now and this is an exercise we've done before so but we're gonna do it again there's some stuff in our lives that's trying to hold us back do I have purpose what where is this gonna come from God but don't worry about it because right now the blood is being applied. The weight is shifting right now from your environment to the atmosphere where God can work it out. You just got to be strong enough to raise them a little higher and say, God, take it from me. Allow me, Father, the strength to give you all my problems, all my issues, all the things that have been having me to live in the tomb. Lord, allow me to get myself together, Father. Open my eyes so I can see your glory, Lord. Open my heart, Lord. Yes, I've been hurt. Yes, I've been disappointed. Yes, I've been treated like a nobody. But God, I know with you I am somebody. Because you created me. I'm a child of God and I'm a joint heir to Jesus. Who went and died for us. Have your way, Lord. Take it right now, Father. 
And Lord, as you take it, saints, as you feel it, God, lifting it off your shoulders, clap your hands. And give God some praise. I know y'all feel that weight coming off you. Some things and some mindsets and some relationships and some desires that you've been crying over. God sees right where you are. Somebody give God some praise out here on today. You at home give God some praise because he is worthy. He went to Calvary for us. He's worthy. He's worthy. To God be the glory for the things he have done. For those who feel like they still got a long way to go, I want to encourage you. No, it's not going to be easy. It's not. But it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it, saints. It's going to be worth it when you can look at yourself in the mirror and finally smile. It's going to be worth it when you can look in the mirror and finally see some value. It's going to be worth it when you come out of the tomb because the light is going to be shined on you. Don't be afraid of the light. Don't let your past restrict you from the light. Continue to trust God in everything that you do. Come on, let's clap our hands as we... God bless you. You may be seated. You may be seated. God bless you out there. He died for us. It was worth it. Even though you might not be in the place you want to be, trust God. Continue to lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He will show you where to go. He will show you how to operate. He will show you how to live this life according to his will. Don't be afraid. I ask you again, are you living in the tomb? God bless you. We love you. Amen. Come on. Saints of God. New fame family.